From Kentucky. Okay. So, right. so this right. is kind of Kentucky rain. <laughs> That's quite a stretch. Well, but yeah, it, it'll work. And it'll work. Well, yeah. I was looking at uh, one of the weather services, and they're saying, "Oh yeah, for uh, western part of Merrimack County and the Sullivan County, it's going to be raining for the next hour or so." Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it says. Well, it's okay if it's just an hour. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how accurate that yeah, is. Well, yeah. We will check in again at 9.15. Well, well, see, I'm even giving him more than an hour. I'll give him an hour and 10 minutes. Um, I'm not exactly sure how much we're supposed to get out of this. Mm. Oh, there we are. I do see it. Uh, 0.64 inch. Okay. So over half an inch. There you go. Do you have your rain gauge all set oh, at yeah. home? Yeah. <laughs> it just cracks me up. Yeah. And I, you know... I had the best time making fun of you for that. And then when Matt stepped in um, and I worked with him for a couple days, he started talking about his rain gauge as well. And then I realized perhaps I'm in the minority and I really am really (laughs) remiss in having no rain gauge. Well, see, I'm going to make you feel better about this. Okay. You look outside, it's gray, it's rainy. Yeah. Nebraska got 15 inches of snow last night. <gasps> oh, okay. It's all yeah. about perspective, no, kids. Good. You are right. You know what? And sometimes there's something kind of cozy about a rainy morning. You know, you get the coffee steaming. You got lights on. It's cozy. Yep. Coffee's on. Wood stove's cranking. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. The dogs go outside. They go, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be here. I don't have to go now. <laughs> and then as soon as they do go out, that's when they want to come back and cuddle right next to you with their wet for yep. body yep. here pat me no yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and then they go hunker down by the wood stove and go, yeah okay all better much better yep yep yep, yep. yep. yeah 15 inches of snow last night in nebraska oh my goodness no thank you in may yep in may crazy so who knows so yeah no we're thankful this is just a little bit of rain to help those flowers and help our lawns grow it's just uh you know, yeah. just roll with it that's all you can do kids yep. you know yep, yep, yep. um but at least I don't have to listen to uh, media outlets um, in the state talking about forest fire dangers. Oh, not I today. Know. We don't. <laughs> I know. Did you see what's going on in New Mexico? Lots of wildfires yeah. and approaching state of emergency kind of thing. And I thought of you because I think oh, of yeah. New Mexico as your state now. Yeah. I, and I have been out there when they've had. Mm. And you wake up in the morning and mm-hmm. you can smell it. Wow. And it's like, okay, where is it? Yep. And it's 50 miles away. Uh, but, yep, here it comes. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, man. And uh, we've gone to, uh, we've hunted areas um, that <sighs> acres and acres and acres and acres and acres just burn. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, um, everything's back in there. Stuff's growing back. Crazy. And, yeah. Wow. Um, but it's... Uh, it's very weird, mm-hmm. uh, but that's just you know. I mean, that's what. Well, that's why uh, if you pay attention to Concord, uh, New Hampshire, the Carner Blue Butterfly, okay, okay, mm-hmm. uh, highly endangered species, okay, okay, 
Um, and it's on the uh, Pine Barrens uh, by the airport in Concord. Okay. Okay. And the thing that helps them survive is um, for generations and generations, uh, summer storms would come by, lightning would hit, stuff would burn, and then it would renew. Okay. But then development came in and it stopped doing it. So what they do is they do a prescribed burn in oh. Concord, and it's, it's they always put it out. It's up by the National Guard Reserve and by the airport. And they're saying, you know, sometime between now and June 1st, uh, you know, we're going to burn, blah, 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 blah. And here's the little map and blah, blah, blah. And that's what they do. They go through and they do a prescribed burn to help because that's one of the few places in the state that the Carnaby butterfly reproduces naturally. Wow. And it's all because of the prescribed burn. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, so nature yeah, so counts is, on that. Sure. You know? Sure. And when you take it away, they're like, uh, hello. What happened? What's missing? Yeah. Somebody throw a cigarette butt out, will you? <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, well, now, we're not encouraging those activities. No, 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 no. no. Nope. Uh, Wall Street ended up on a high note yesterday. Uh, up 67 points. It's, okay. It's okay. Okay. We it's like okay. the up. We'll yep. take up. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, because uh, there's a Fed meeting today, so they were being a little optimistic. Mm, you know, going, okay, I see. so we'll see if they can carry that forward and uh, see... See what today holds. I don't know. I do not know. But um, um, right now the news is all bad um, um, coming out of the Supreme Court. Uh, that whoever leaked that uh, draft um, opinion. Mm -hmm. And again, it was only a draft. It was a, they met and, okay, they floated this among the justices saying, here, this is what we're thinking. And it's not the law of the land. Right. They haven't voted on it. Right. So who is the uh, person who leaked it? That uh, person must be hiding under their couch. Or, and now you know, you've uh, got everybody who hates the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and I shouldn't, um, I shouldn't grandiose this, but I, I will. Um, uh, liberal, liberal Democrats. Uh, don't like the Supreme Court. They want stacking. They want more judges because they don't like the, the, the way it, it balances. It's like, okay, fine. Um, uh, some guest on MSNBC called the Founding Fathers racist jerk faces who didn't believe in women's rights. <laughs> jerk faces. Sure, yeah, that, that's... <laughs> Was that person in second grade? That's a well thought out or, argument, yeah. you know? Oh, gosh. Um... um and U.S. women could get abortions in Canada if Roe v. Wade fails, says a Canadian minister. I'm like, okay, good, good. Democrats claim the Supreme Court justices do not have the right to overturn Roe v. Wade. Like, what is wrong with you people? I mean, it's the judicial system. Sometimes it goes for you, sometimes it goes against you. Uh, a friend of mine who's an attorney said, if there's a ruling and nobody walks out happy, it's a good decision. Okay? There you that's, go. That's the yeah. way it works sometimes. Sure. It's not always you win, you lose. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, you know. Um, and, and I'm not weighing in. That's that's a, not your job or my job because who cares what we think. Right. You know? Right. Um, but it's just, oh, man. No, we need, we need different judges. We can't. Oh, so you like judges. You just don't like judges who don't agree with you. Oh, I see how this works now. Yeah, okay, fine. 
Oh, man. So that's that's going to take uh, center stage. Uh, now everybody's going to be screaming about that for a while. Um, try to intimidate the justices, you know. And, right. Uh, now throw critical race in on that. Throw inflation in on that. Throw Ukraine in on that. Oh, and the gas prices, if you've noticed, are now back over $4. Mm-hmm. Uh, so letting the oil reserves uh, palming off some of our uh, emergency supply, yeah, that that did a lot. Thanks. Uh, we've forgotten about that. Uh, COVID spiking again. I'm like, here, we, you know. <laughs> God, why do we come to work? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I keep waiting for you to bring out the bright point and uh, oh, man. subject after subject that's well, hard and to I are find. Here, you know? well, okay, there's a bright point. <laughs> that's right. Yep. That's right. We'll look at it that way. 814 is the time we're going to look for another bright spot. We'll find one. We'll be back. Paul McCartney, Wings, with a little luck. 8.18 is the time, and rain's going to be with us for a while today, so just get used to it, and uh, it'll be fine. Just and Again, Nebraska got 15 inches of snow last night, so we're fine. <laughs> just enjoy it. Uh, it's our pleasure to uh, welcome uh, on the air with us this morning uh, dietitian counselor um, and a member of the uh, Stand Up for Croydon students group, Hope Damon is with us. Hi, Hope. Good morning. How are you? I am fine, thank you. This has been an interesting piece of democracy we're working on in the little town of Croydon. Well, you know, um, and this is what happens uh, when people don't show up to vote. You are absolutely correct. Even for our very small town, we're about not quite 800 people, um, when you have a vote of 20 to 14, that's a very small turnout, and there are certainly many folks, self-included, who very much regret not participating at the original meeting in March. Well, absolutely, and I've been doing this for years and years and years. Um, and when I hear towns, and and I'm from you know I'm from Warner, small town, not not huge by any stretch, uh, but when I hear, mm-hmm. hey, we had 24 percent turnout, I'm like, seriously. You're patting yourself on the back for that? That's nothing to be proud of. Come on. Once a year, we and show yet, up. In a lot of communities, 24% is actually pretty good. I know, and that's uh, pathetic that, that we've scaled it down that badly. But and because Croydon is not that, doesn't have a population base to start with, it's even more manifest and glaring when the final numbers come out. That how many showed up? So at the time of the vote, the vote was 20 to 14, so yeah. mm-hmm. 34 yeah. voting people. There were you know, a few other folks present. So, um, so is there... Is so there, yeah, is, definitely a lesson in your vote definitely counts, and never doubt it. No, I, I never have, and I've been singing that for years. But So is there a, is there a, a way out, Hope, uh, for, for Croydon to hit a do-over button? Well, we... We sure hope so. So this has what has happened so far. Okay. Um, 
within uh, 48 hours of the original vote on March 12th, uh, we had a petition presented for a special meeting to revisit the vote. So the state law requires 50 people on a petition for a budget warrant article to be revisited. Um, so we had 150 people, so or 148 to be accurate. Um, so we were successful in petitioning for the meeting very efficiently. And that meeting is this Saturday, May 7th, at 9 a.m. at Camp Coniston. And just as an aside, it's at Camp Coniston because that is the only place in Croydon that has a big enough facility for the number of voters that we need to have attend. Ah, okay. um, and we're grateful to the camp. They've been very welcoming and very helpful in terms of the uh, accommodations in their big dining hall. So the law requires that we have 50% of the number of registered voters as of the checklist being used on March 12th, the original meeting date. So that number for us is 283 people need to attend and vote on Saturday. And as you might fully understand, in a town with not quite 600 registered voters, a 50% attendance, I mean, a 50% attendance of voters anywhere, as you just noted, right. is unusual. Um, and then if we are successful, I want to say when we are successful at having that number or more, we need to achieve a majority vote to restore adequate funding. Um, and it is a regular meeting in the sense of the moderator will call the meeting to order. The article will be read. There can be discussion and there can be, you know, changes. Um, and then there'll be a vote. Um, there could be more than one vote depending on how things proceed. Um, so we have in our communications with um, concerned folks throughout town, some people thought, oh, I can just stop by and vote. And that's not correct. It is a meeting. You need to be there and stay until discussion is completed and there is a vote. Hmm. All right. Let, let, me, uh, uh, let, me, let me ask this, Hope. What happens if you do not meet the 50% threshold on Saturday? Then we can have discussion and we can take a non-binding vote that does not legally obligate the school board or any entity to change the budget. So if that were the case, um, frankly, I don't think our endeavors will be done. We will proceed through other means to try to get what kids need and what is important for public education. But in the meantime, our school board will be legally required to operate with the 53% reduction in the budget. Um, and as anyone would understand, you can't cut a budget for anything by more than half and have it operate in the way that it previously did. Can you, can, so, is there such a thing as defaulting? Could, could Croydon default on their? Yeah. Okay. To a, to a degree, yeah. So what the school board has um, proposed is our K-4 schoolhouse, the building would remain open, but only as a space to have uh, the K-4 kids educated by what are called micro-schools. Mm -hmm. Prenda is the company they've talked with the most. Um, Prenda hires what they term guides. They are not certified teachers. In fact, their only criteria for hiring the guides, they need to be 18 years old and they ha need to have CPR certification. So... Who knows who these people would be, but they would be guiding the children with mostly online learning. Um, so 
the people who are in support of the budget slash are suggesting that the village schoolhouse remains open and implying that it is the same, but we lose our credentialed staff. It's not open in the way that public education normally happens at all. Um, and then our fifth through 12th grade students, Gordon doesn't have a school past, K, past fourth grade. Mm-hmm. So our fifth through 12th grade students are tuition to a variety of different schools. Newport is what's called the anchor school because they agree to take all of our children, um, any who, whose parents don't choose to, for them to right. register elsewhere. Um, so our budget is based on tuition payments to Newport at the rate that Newport sets with input from a state formula. And Newport, Newport um, if and, I remember right, uh, Hope, wasn't it about 18000 a student? It's just shy of seventy of 18000 yes. Yeah, okay. That's correct. Okay. Um, and we have a number of students who go to Newport, um, a number who go to Sunapee, which is somewhat less than Newport. Um, there are students at the Montessori School, 5th to 8th grade, quite a few, a couple at Mount Royal, um, and, and don't trust me on the exact numbers. I don't know if it's a couple, but some. Um, and I believe a couple other schools as well. Um, so basically, the town will pay up to the amount that we are agreed to pay Newport. And if there's a difference elsewhere, parents pay the difference, the balance, under the old system. Under the new system, with the very limited budget, hmm. the amount that would be provided by the town for tuition for students in grades 5 to 12 is less than the tuition that any of those schools charge. And, of course, how much less it is depends on the specific school's tuition rate. Right. Newport is actually the most expensive school of the schools that our kids go to currently. Um, and so parents who would want to have their children have continuity and stay in the school that they're in and thriving in and that is a good fit for them, they're going to need to pay somewhere in the vicinity of eight to $10,000 per child per year if the uh, reduced budget stays. And even with that reduction in tuition and the online education in the K-4 school, the school board has acknowledged that they can't do this for $800,000. So we would have to deficit spend mm-hmm. probably up to 1.2, 1.1 or 1.2 million. There's, you know, a fair number of variables in there, as you can imagine. And so the, the deficit spending. And, and, and the Piper's going to want to be paid for that deficit spending next year or down the road. That is exactly correct. It doesn't seem like a very rational way to budget. No, no. Um, and... Just to be uh, complete in describing things, there is also an option in the uh, reduced budget model for online schooling for the 5th to 12th graders through a for-profit micro-school company called Kai. I believe it's spelled K-A-I, KaiPod. And in the presentation we heard from the founder of Kai, they're not actually a school. They... Um, I would call them a clearinghouse for a whole number of other online schools that have a variety of different curriculums. So the school board would choose from those options with CHI, pay CHI to hire folks similar to the guides I described with Prenda, 
But that education is 100% online education. And I think anybody who has parented children through the pandemic and, you know, homeschooled when you weren't prepared to do so, had online learning, kids do not thrive in that way. We're, we're not offering our children the quality of education that they deserve if we stay with this reduced budget. We're, we're so, so concerned. Um, and I will note that I speak as a person whose children are in their 30s. I mean, my kids are grown up, happily successful, not local residents. I don't speak about this for me personally. I speak about it for the kids who are in school now, for their families, and because public education matters to the greater good. So we really, we have worked very, very hard to have people be informed and aware of the different options. And we're just looking for a really community turnout on Saturday. Even if you don't know where you stand on the budget, come and get more informed and have discussion and ask questions so that collectively we can participate in democracy and, and make this good. And, and you know, you have a passion in your voice um, that is comes through loud and clear. No, it, no, it is. It's refreshing to hear. Uh, you're not just hitting talking points. I mean, you're speaking from the heart, no. and, and that's good. Um, but it, it, right. it bothers me that uh, people um, always come up with not reasons but excuses for not going to town meeting or the school budget meeting, and then when their tax rate goes up they're gonna be the first ones to complain. It's like, wait a minute, you deferred your responsibility to go to vote, and now you're blaming the people that did take, did step up to vote. You don't like it. Well, you don't have standing. You took yourself out of the equation. You know, we are not in disagreement here to a considerable point. I, in fact, am generally a very committed voter. I have uh, canvassed for candidates in many elections, and. I think really been a pretty active citizen. Um, and I don't think it benefits any of us to make excuses about why the turnout was as low as it was. The point is, it was very, very low. Mm -hmm. And the folks um, who made this happen, who are, in fact, the free stater population, if you're familiar with that terminology, oh, probably yeah. are. Um, they saw an opportunity and they made it happen. And you know what they did was not illegal. It was um, no. It's it's all you know. It's all illegal. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It was the, what they did at the meeting followed protocol. There was not. I think from what I've heard of from folks who were there, it would have been nice if there was more discussion. Some people may not have fully understood what kind of impact this was going to look like. Um, but it was definitely legal. There, nobody's debating that. No, no, no. Um, and I'm not making excuses for not being there. But I think it's clear that the state law has a mechanism when Correct. something very significant has happened that it we have the opportunity to revisit it. No, you're, there you're... is no guarantee that we'll restore the original budget or perhaps a greater budget, but not the full original um, proposal. There's no guarantee that will happen on Saturday. In fact, the bar of getting 50% of our registered voters to attend is a pretty steep bar. Sure it is. Um, we have a lot of interest, but no one is feeling 
overconfident or certain, at least nobody I've talked to. Um, and I think the state law, you know, is deliberately made difficult so that, you know, it's not easy to overturn something that people didn't choose to participate in originally. Um, but I think in life there are times when you say, oh, big mistake happened here. Well, now know, what do we do? You know, I've, I've talked about this on the air that uh, um, I show up at town meeting and maybe the first article, uh, very contentious, and, uh, you know, a paper ballot, and, uh, okay, um, it 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 uh, gets shot down. All right, good, we're happy. Well, then all of a sudden, the people that showed up to vote for that one item, they head home. That's it. Then the next day, they're down picking up coffee, and they hear that it passed. And they're going, what do you mean it passed? No, it failed. No, but they brought it up for reconsideration at the end of the meeting and by that time all you people had left and there weren't enough people to overshot so it passed and then then they're saying well i'm just sick of the whole damn system now i this isn't right and uh okay that some people know how to play politics that's what it is and still legal um so in fact on saturday we are both very much encouraging people to come early. The doors open at 7.30, um, because as you might expect, it's going to take a little while to check in sure. you know, what will hopefully be 100-plus people. Uh, also, people can register to vote Saturday morning, so folks who are you know not registered and haven't participated before, this is a great opportunity to start being a more involved citizen. Yep. Regardless of your point of view, come yeah, and absolutely. find out how small-town participatory democracy works. Um, and we are very much saying to people, apropos of what you just noted, Peter, don't be in a hurry to leave because we don't know just how long this is going to take. Right. Um, there has been many meetings and lots and lots of discussion, um, you know, pre and post the March meeting. Uh, but, you know, so people have certainly had a lot of opportunity to learn. Nonetheless, this is the official you know, budget will be presented. The finance director for the school district will be available to answer questions. She's wonderful, so informed and factual and just really helpful. Um, and it really, I have to say, in, in my involvement in doing this, and, and I'm pretty sure all of the Stand Up for Croydon group, and we are so diverse. I joked with one of the um, other lead persons that we've probably canceled out each other out at the polls any number of times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of us more conservative and one of us more progressive. And this is so collaborative and so, yeah, you're going around knocking on people's doors and they have a campaign sign for the last presidential election, and it could be either person. But they're in support of let's have this meeting and let's take care of our kids. Yep. It's pretty heartwarming, actually. All politics um, is local hope. You know that. It, it's all local. Yeah, you know, I've always heard that, but i got to say this is really the first time in my mature life that I really have experienced it so distinctly. And, yep. you know, it, it's awesome. I mean, um, I, I've worked I've worked campaigns like you over the years, and a tooth and nail. And then at the end of the day, um, 
the Republicans and the Democrats were sitting down, having beers and sandwiches, laughing, going, was that you with the polls? What a jerk. What were you doing with a sign? You know, and we're kidding around. I mean, it's just <laughs> because we're real people. Okay, yes, we're committed to the candidate or the issue, but when the day's over, we're just people. And, you know, we're sitting down and we're sharing, we play in an arena and we're all just players. And uh, we got past that visceral thing and it, we're great friends, Republicans, Democrats, liberal, conservatives, whatever. There's always common ground. Well, and I think especially in 2022 when beyond local, there's been so much divisiveness and oh, yeah. I think it's been very, very hard for people on one side of the coin to talk with people of the opposite side, different yep. viewpoint. You know, we've lost respect. We've lost, you know, just lines of communication. Yep. And this is not that. This is old and young and parents and not parents, you know, people with kids in the system and people whose kids are long gone. Um and it's very collaborative. I don't think there's very many people who don't think that education is important to our society. I, and I that's agree. what this is about. Yep. You know, do you want your future mechanic, um, road person, doctor, whoever, do you want them to have started out with a strong, basic learning? Just, yep. You're right. As you said a few so I have such passion for this because I just don't understand how we wouldn't value in-person education with credentialed teachers. No, I'm in. It, I just I'm can't in. wrap my head around it. Well, look look on the bright side, Hope. As you said, um, it's, it's hard for people to talk now in 2022, but as long as there's WNTK around, you got a place to talk. <laughs> <laughs> that that was just really smooth. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. He's a professional. Uh, <laughs> I really appreciate you guys having. Well, uh, um, I, I, I um, if you see a kayak uh, out in back of Lake Coniston um, on Saturday, it may be me. That's, that's one of the places I go is fishing. Yeah, uh, I like fishing out there. Well, you come in for a cup of coffee. You know, it could be chilly out there, which does remind me. Just a couple notes to people attending the meeting. We are reminding people, bring your driver's license or ID for voter check-in, right, right. as always, at elections. Dress warmly. There's not a whole lot of heat in the dining hall at Camp Coniston. And, you know, come and be with your community and participate however you choose to vote. We really want everybody to come and, you know, be part of this important community and see what kind of impact we can have. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I will extend uh, on, on behalf of Jeannie. She's smiling. Um uh, we extend an offer uh, Monday if you'd like to call back uh, and let us know how your how it went, uh, what you would do over or whatever. Feel free. Continue the conversation. Well, that sounds very inviting, um, and I am writing that down. Call back on Monday. There you go. Um, I look forward to chatting with you guys then. Excellent. And enjoy the kayak. I will. <laughs> Thank you, Hope. You're very welcome. All right. Good night. Goodbye. Hope Damon, uh, talking about the uh, Croydon School Board meeting, uh, stand up for Croydon students uh, at Camp Coniston on Saturday. So let's see if they can meet the 50% threshold, which is steep. Yeah. But again, we're not talking a town of 50,000 people. Right. We got to have 25,000. 
It's, and she's right. I mean, this is an issue that is a, a common ground for many folks. Oh, yeah. So it's a it's a hugely important one. Yep. I'll tell you what. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back right after this. song on this date, May 4th, 1974, Grand Funk Railroad, um, and that was the uh, that was the second time um, that a uh, cover version, it was the second time that a cover version was, had been number one as well as the original. Oh, okay. okay. Now, All right. Remember who did the original? No. Little Eva. Never heard of... Okay. Okay. Do you know who wrote the song? No. Okay. Okay. Carol King. Oh, no uh, kidding. Yeah, she and her husband, uh, uh, Gary G- Goffin, uh, a husband at the time, um, they were songwriters in the Brill Building in New York City. Carol and her husband wrote um, that song. Yeah. You know, locomotion. locomotion. Yeah. And she didn't want to record it. Yeah. So... But she thought it was a catchy little thing. Little Eva was her babysitter. Oh, cut it out. Swear to God. She was her babysitter. She said, here, sing this. Little Eva sang Carol's... Wow, written song. And then Carol took it to the producers and said, hey, we just wrote this song. What do you think? You know, you can ship it out to whoever you want. Who's the chick singing it? That's my babysitter. I like it. We're, We're running with that. Hey, I babysat. <laughs> yeah. That never happened to me. I'm just saying. Wow. Yep. Although I can't imagine a whole lot went into writing the locomotion. <laughs> Come on, baby, but, do the locomotion. Uh, 1962 yeah. was the original hit for Little Eva. Yeah. And then flash forward to 74. Yeah. It was number one again. Yeah. So well, that is yeah, that's okay. remarkable. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was kind of Like cool. a phoenix rising from the ashes. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. Right. yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> it was interesting. Yeah. So, that never happened to me. <laughs> I babysat. I know. <laughs> I feel kind of ripped off now. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, well. Uh, 8.48 is the time. Um, well, interesting uh, conversation this morning. Yeah, absolutely. Very yeah. thought-provoking. Wow. So, um, and, well. Because uh, even, even if you don't live in the, the town of Croydon, you, it's an issue that you think through and you think, wow, what if that were happening in our town? Or what if that were happening to my kids? Or, you know, it's something that everybody can relate to. Mm-hmm. That's a big issue. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. And, it's, it is, and as she pointed out, um, it, it's not the bad free staters. Right. I mean, no. y- yes, you can say that if you want to. You just want to, you know, have good people and bad people but they didn't do anything illegal right things were set up this way and you people 
in Croydon, and I'm not picking on Croydon, but seeing as how we're talking about Croydon, you made it easy for them because you didn't show up. Right. And so they pulled their people together. Yeah. They showed up. You didn't. They took control of the, of the meeting. That should be a note to every town. Uh, stop patting yourself on the back saying, hey, we got 20% turnout. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, that's nothing. Uh, and, and again, I've been places around the world where people line up like the day before mm-hmm. because they walk For the privilege 20 yeah. miles barefoot to go vote yes um because that's a big honking deal right. and they wear that little stamp on their hand as a badge of honor mm-hmm. it's like what happened yeah. we used to be that way yeah so anyway uh 8 10 to the west at nine o'clock taking a break and we'll be back oh by the way follow up on the u.s marshals um they're now offering reward money. Oh, I'll pass this one on. Stick around. Seems it never rains in Southern California. Seems I've often heard that kind of talk before. It never rains in California. Time. Albert Hammond. It never rains in Southern California. Ha 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 ha. Oh well. Um, as I alluded to before the break, uh, got a note from uh, Jeff White, um, supervisory deputy, U.S. Marshal. Um, said the uh, uh, Joint Fugitive Task Force recently featured Fugitive of the Week Matthew Stevenson on April 27th. Today, the U.S. Marshals have authorized a reward of up to $500 for information leading to the location and arrest of Stevenson. Stevenson is being sought by the Manchester Police Department for a strong-arm robbery and the Portsmouth Police Department for a warrant alleging seven counts of assault. Stevenson is believed to be in possession of a handgun and should be considered as armed and dangerous. Uh, Anyone with information is asked to contact the U.S. Marshals New Hampshire Joint Fugitive Task Force at 603-225-1632 and ask to speak with Task Force Officer Special Deputy U.S. Marshal Carlson. Additional contact options can be found. Uh, you can go to uh, WNTK, our Facebook page. You can see the uh, uh, Fugitive of the Week uh, poster on Matthew L. Stevenson, and uh, you can do the uh, tip line, uh, web tip, or the uh, phone number. Uh, again, 603 uh, and uh, asked to speak to Task Force Officer Carlson. And uh, it's rare that they, they come up with cash incentives. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not something we typically hear. Usually you're just asking for information because it's the right thing to do yep. um, to help get those. So that's, that's a very interesting little twist. Yeah, so um, obviously something is ramped up with this one mm-hmm. um, that they definitely want this individual are concerned sure um so um if you were sitting on the fence saying i've got some information i don't know if it's any hey drop it down right yeah 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 make the call let them determine whether or not 
And as Jeff, I'm sure, will tell us again, it's it's you can be anonymous. You don't have to feel like you're in danger. Yep. You you just, uh, yeah, right. give them that information. There you go. Um, heading up to uh, news, um, you might have heard it uh, earlier. Uh, best-selling author J.D. Vance has won Ohio's contentious and hyper-competitive GOP Senate primary, buoyed by Donald Trump's endorsement in a race seen as an early test of the former president's hold on his party as the midterm season kicks into high gear. Uh, Vance had been hiding in the polls, been way back in the polls. Uh, Former President Trump waded into the race less than three weeks ago, endorsing the hillbilly elegy author and venture capitalist, despite Vance's history as a staunch Trump critic. Vance has said he was wrong, and like most of his rivals, tied himself to the former president, eagerly courting his endorsement, and he got it. So Vance is going to face Democrat Tim Ryan, 10-term Democratic congressman who easily won a three-way primary on Tuesday night. Uh, But this is going to be an uphill climb for Ryan in a state that Trump won twice by an eight-point margin. And uh, you've heard about it. Um, Could be a red wave. Uh, Could be a brutal election year for Democrats trying to hold on to their congressional majorities. So now anything that happens on Capitol Hill, the Supreme Court... Democrats are screaming about it because they see their opportunity to craft um, the direction of the country going bye-bye. So uh, so that was an interesting race. Uh, people wondering to see how much juice uh, former President Trump had. Apparently, a lot more than some people gave credit for. So we'll see what happens. News on the way. Back on the other side with more. I saw her sitting in the rain. Raindrops falling on her She didn't seem to care She sat there and smiled at me Then I knew She could make me happy She could make me happy Flowers in her hair Flowers everywhere Again, I shouldn't criticize because it was four guys and they how, sound good. No, 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 no. Let's let's we're gonna back up a little bit. Okay. And and again, admittedly, none of my songs have made it out of my little room. So who am I to criticize? But let's think about the rhyming. But I'm going to anyway. Go, I'm going to anyways. You're right. Let's let's think about the rhyming here. What rhymes with head? Demi- 
did. Like when your eight-year-old kid did this, you're like, oh, that's a really good job. Here we go again. No. What rhymes with shade? Lemonade. Oh, it's no. an AABB it, rhyme exactly. scheme. What's your problem? Oh, I have a lot of problems. Oh, man. Oh. Okay, there's the Beatles, and there's Jeannie. Well, that's why I yeah, prefaced yeah. it with, you know, yeah. I really am the last person to be criticizing because none of my none of my songs have made it as far yeah. as the Beatles. Past the hairbrush in the bedroom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. Sometimes down to the living room, but that was it. Oh, 908 is the time. It's still raining, um, but, but it's not snow. Thank you. Now when you're saying rain, all I hear is their yeah, dumb know. little rhyme scheme. Cheapest well gas dead. in the state right now, as of an hour ago. Uh-huh. That's up to the minute. Yeah. Okay. Pretty good, huh? Yeah, yeah. Hey. Hit us with it. This show. Let's go. Right I know. We are cutting edge. We're cooking, baby. Go. Yes. I'm on the edge of my seat. Uh-huh. 389. Ooh, where? Um, Belmont. Okay. Yeah. All right. All um, right. And, and Doable. Two hours ago, mm-hmm. 389. Oh, Northwood. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Three eighty nine in Manchester. Three eighty nine in Pembroke. Three eighty nine Manchester. Three eighty nine in Berlin. Three eighty nine in Hampton. Three eighty nine in Manchester. I like the trend. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Now. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Here we go. <laughs> uh, as go of as of ooh okay. Yeah. As of four hours ago. Yep. Fifty seven minutes ago. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm impressed. 57 yes, fifty-seven. Minutes, seven. Yep. Four forty-five. Most expensive gas in the state. Uh, on the tolls. Uh, shell, uh, shell station in Nashua. Oh, okay. And hooks it north and hooks it south. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, all at four forty-five a gallon. Wow. That was as of fifty-seven minutes ago. Yikes. Yep. Uh, four forty-three in Bedford. Uh, excuse me. Four thirty-nine in Bedford, Dover, Ware, Lincoln. Bedford, Lincoln, Wolfboro. Oh, Wolfboro, uh, 439. That was as of 34 minutes ago. Look at you. Huh? You are your, like smoking. a man on the street. Yep. Um, let's see. And 434 um, at Cousin Richie's. Well, it's, it's not Cousin Richie's anymore. Um, <laughs> um, the T&A Travel Center. Sorry. Oh. Uh, down in Greenland. It's truck stop. It's hard to tell because you with your small town I know. talk, I mean, it really could be your cousin Richie and everybody in town knows cousin Richie. Uh, well, it did. I mean, it was a great spot. I uh, was taking my diving certification down on the coast and I would drive down on Sundays mm-hmm. and uh, would stop at cousin Richie's yep. and have a buffet breakfast. At the truck stop. Yes, sir. Buffet at the truck stop. Yes, sir. That's awesome. I got my arteries hardened right up. Oh, I'm sure. My God, it was good. Yeah, that was was good fuel for your diving. Oh, Oh, yeah. I sunk like a stone. (laughs) It was great. I don't need extra weight. I stopped at Cousin Richie's. They're probably writing that into man. the course material, oh, like required stop. Yeah, 434 at uh, the TNA Travel Center in Greenland and Manchester, Manchester, <laughs> Wolfboro, Wolfboro, Wolfboro. So, All right. So there you go. So there's your spread. Uh, 445, uh, most expensive gas versus 389. Mm-hmm. Um, and Belmont Northwood hmm. uh, and Pembroke. Nice. All in, the, in the, that area. I like your timely reporting. You know, next time you're going to do something, let me know. Because ahead of time, I can go, dee, 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 dee. you know, 
this just and in. And you make fun of me with see, our cheesy that, sounders. No, I thought that was a pretty yeah, good one. Yeah. I'll, I'll work on it during wow. the break. Breaking um, news. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I could have one of those 40s voices, too. Oh, yeah. I, I can see that. All right. How are we going to tell management? Hey, we just spent some money for a breaking news sounder. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to actually do it. Oh, okay. Oh. Bring in the hairbrush. <laughs> I do need that. That is a prop that yeah, is there required. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And people are going to go, oh, that's so silly. I used to do that in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I think there are millions of women out there who are thinking the same thing, and they can probably picture the round hairbrush that they're singing into because we all had that Farrah Fawcett hair that you needed the round hairbrush for. Doubles as a microphone. Mm-hmm. Interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, there's there's your gas. Um, the gas prices, if you were out and about today. Um and uh, the Fed's meeting uh, today, and Wall Street um, finished higher at the close of trade yesterday. Dow was up uh, 0.20. Uh, okay, you know, not huge, but um, it uh, it was trending up, and that's basically all you care about, uh, as opposed to the constant day in, day out getting hammered. Um, so they're they're looking down the road, and hopefully. Uh, the Fed is, but we're getting conflicting stories. Uh, hey, inflation's going to be here for a while. Mm-hmm. Don't don't be thinking that the well, light at the end of the tunnel is, you know, the land of milk and honey. <laughs> no, it's the oncoming <laughs> the milk train. Milk and honey is even more yeah, expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be You know what? I was just, before you said that piece, I was just going to say, do you realize you just dropped two pieces of good news on us accidentally? You know. told us about lower gas prices, yep. and you told us the Dow is up, but then you had to follow up. I don't know. Thank you. Yeah, I know. What Peter giveth, Peter taketh yeah, away. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, I know. Amen. Uh, you know, I can only have the rose-colored glasses on for so long. <laughs> yeah, like three seconds. Um, well, okay, now here you go. All right. Record number of Americans quit their jobs. Openings surpass unemployed by 5.6 million. So how are we going to get out of this? This, this loggerhead that we're in if people are bailing and we're offering offering more money to get them to come back come back to work right it's just but inflation go, is going up uh, yeah and it's going to outpace whatever they're giving you to come back to work and so some people are going to say it's going to cost me more of course it to is. have a job yeah I can stay on unemployment right you know uh, it's just oh, I know so you keep looking for Something, yeah, um, yes, and and uh, steak prices um, going to keep rising. All right, well here we go. For you, maybe that is a piece of good news. That's great for because me. it does not affect nope. spam. Oh, steak prices are going up. Maybe your spam is fine, and that's now going to be seen as a viable alternative. No, I'm not even thinking about that. What are you thinking about? I brought home 300 pounds of elk. Yeah, you from did. From New Mexico. Oh, yeah. yeah, you did. Yeah. You could be having lines. You ah, could have gonna, bidding wars on your fine. elk. Yep. Yeah, you are. Uh, ground, average price for ground beef has jumped 18% over a year ago. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, come on. People make sloppy joes. Oh, yeah. You know, they make stuff with burger. Tacos. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and that's kind of your low and, drag uh, yes, it thing. Yes, it is. It's everything. Yeah. Yep. And um, now all of a sudden it's going to be man, it's going to cost a lot of money to make chop suey, you know? Um, uh, but I had uh, a bunch of my elk made into burger. Mm-hmm. Like, beautiful. Yeah, perfect. Bang. All right, so chop suey. 
Can we talk about that for a second? Because I like chop suey. I'm sure you do. My husband and I had a bit of a disagreement about this. I think he was overthinking the recipe. Chop suey is basically the same thing as spaghetti, but you have elbow noodles. You don't have to. I mean, you maybe just throw in maybe some peppers in it or and maybe some tomatoes. I don't see how it's any more elaborate than funny shaped spaghetti. It isn't. Okay. Well, I will. I don't think it is. That was easy. Um, The only thing I do differently with mine. Yep. Um, is um, diced tomatoes, okay, um, and uh, onion, green peppers, and then uh, sweet relish. Okay, a little sweet relish. That's my grandmother's. That's pretty good. She threw that in, so it takes the, some of the acidity away from yeah. the tomato. Yep, yep, and yep. kind of sweetens it a little bit. Yeah, I wouldn't do that in a pasta sauce. Right, but with the chopped suey, I do. Sure, and that seems to work. Sure. Nine sixteen. We'll take a break. Back with more right after this. Asking the probing questions, have you ever seen the rain? <laughs> we go for the hard-hitting questions, yeah. yeah. 921 is the time. Somebody who has all the answers. And if she doesn't know them, she'll make them up. And it sounds so good. <laughs> it's Jess from the Henniker Farm and Country Store, Route 114 North in Henniker. How are you, kiddo? I'm doing good. You kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and he does it so smoothly. Uh, so what's shaking today? Oh, not too much, you know, just dodging raindrops and getting ready for um, more more plants to arrive. Ooh. Now, now yep. when do you get start getting in the, the big stuff, the, the tomatoes and all that stuff? So tomatoes, cukes, squashes, we'll probably wait until next week because it is cold for them and it is still early. Um, we don't want to set people up for failure. I mean, tomatoes grow really well with warmth, but they got to be in the ground so they don't get super leggy. Um, and then cucumbers, obviously, they don't like soil, anything really below 50 degrees. So we're, we're definitely not there yet, I don't think, in our soil for, for most areas. So, But if people wanted um, to start tomato seeds uh, yep. on their kitchen, on their, their dining room table, getting that afternoon, you definitely some, can do. they could do that. Yep, yep absolutely. Yep, absolutely. And you've got plenty um, of seeds. We have a fair amount. So there was, a, I guess, a national shortage this year of pepper seeds and tomato seeds. So we have some, but not a ginormous selection like we normally would. Hmm. Um, so instead of having, like, say, 12 to 15 varieties of tomato seeds, we might have, like, six or eight. Okay. So, but we do, we still do have some, um, but uh, tomatoes will probably be, probably next week. So. How about uh, uh, lettuce seeds and stuff like that? You Okay. So we have yeah, plenty of all of those for seeds. We have all the coal crops in our greenhouse right now. So we have a variety of lettuce. We have lettuce bowls. So if you don't want to grow them outside and you want a few for inside, uh, we have some already started in uh, bowls that you can keep right in on your dining room table, on your kitchen counter, in your window. Um, we also have a variety of basil bowls as well of different uh, basil varieties. They smell so good. Um, so you can you can have some of that and all ready to harvest. 
Wow. But we got all that. We got some herb. We got a bunch of herbs in. And um, then we got, like I said, your all your coal crops, your broccoli, Brussels sprouts, collards, uh, red cabbage, green cabbage, mm. cauliflower, a variety of lettuces, so many lettuce. Uh, we have uh, celery. I know I'm going to be missing things, but we have we got, we have a bunch. You got uh, asparagus? We have asparagus roots, yep. Okay. We have asparagus. We have rhubarb. We have garlic. We have horseradish. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. Cool, cool. All right. And uh, chickens, ducks? Yep. I actually, I should have some ducklings coming this afternoon. Um, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> I'm pretty excited. Um, but we have some uh, extra ducklings coming. Like I said, it should be this afternoon. We have chicks coming either tomorrow or Friday. We will have extras on them, too. Um, we have all of our sex for females. So we should have some extra meat birds, I, too, I believe, too, um, and turkeys. All right, so non-farmer Jeannie has another question. So the ducks, <laughs> <laughs> the ducklings, the ducks that you're yep. getting in, are people doing those typically for the duck eggs? Because I think you like, you really like the duck eggs. I you love prefer the duck them, eggs. right? Yeah, absolutely. Is, is that what down. most people are doing that for? Um, yeah, it, for for the eggs, yes, and for I feel like ducks have more of a personality than chickens do. Yeah. Uh, they tend to they have they do dances. Um, I don't know. I just I just find that they're more fun than chickens. I do have chickens too, but I hands down have many more ducks than chickens, and I do prefer my ducks. And the ducks are good uh, watchdogs. Oh yeah, they are. Yep. Yeah. If there's any predators out there, they they will let they you start know for sounding sure. off. Really? The chickens. No. Oh yeah. Chickens will just sit there and grouse, kind of. Bleh, 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 bleh. The ducks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. And only, so fun fact, only female ducks quack. Really? What? Oh, yes. That's Male cool. ducks do more of like a like a quiet hiss, um, <laughs> but male ducks actually don't quack. Only female ducks quack. I like the quiet so, hiss. Unless you get Muscovies, right. <laughs> yeah, which the Muscovy breed of ducks, neither one of them quack. Really? So, now, yep. Now, are ducks easier... Like maintenance-wise, or to take care of than chickens, or are they about the same, or what's e- um, what's easier? I personally find that they're easier because they don't require a heat lamp in the winter time, like a lot of chickens will for frostbite on their combs or their toes, depending on how you have the setup. Um, but I also believe it depends on how you have the setup, because um, I found that wood chips work best in the duck yard, and I never put the food uh, the food in the water inside the coops or in the buildings. I always keep my water outside, which makes a big difference for ducks. Um, so I really think it depends on how you have your um, your yard set up for them. Hmm. What, what variety uh, of ducks lays? They're like blue or green eggs? So more of your like black and gray variety ducks typically will lay that bluish egg um, in the ducks. Huh. Um, and then you got like your Cayugas, which are gorgeous black with like a green tint through them. They actually will lay like a black gray egg, which is kind of fun. Oh, wow. And yep. When I go out to see my buddy in New Mexico, he's got them free ranging all over the place. And we're doing, yep. you know, Easter egg hunts uh, for breakfast. And uh, yep. I got blue eggs. I got brown eggs. I got white eggs. And I'm like, what yep. the hell? Yeah. Yeah. I tend to find like my, my gray, uh, my gray variety ducks and my black variety ducks typically lay the, the bluish eggs. For the duck size, yep. Now, why are they better uh, than, than chicken eggs? So they have a lot more protein, a lot more of healthy fats, um, a lot more of uh, nutrients in them than, than a chicken egg does. So it gives it a little bit more flavor because of the nutrients, the vitamins and minerals in anything is what can really change flavors of things. Um, 
good example is grass-fed beef versus grain-fed beef. There's, to me, a huge taste difference, yeah. and that's the different vitamins and minerals that that animal is absorbing. So same with the eggs. Um, the more vitamins and minerals are in the duck eggs, which give it a, diff- a, like a little bit more rich, flavorful taste. Um, that's what I really like out of it. Is there a cost difference in raising chickens as opposed to raising ducks? Mm, I don't think so, no. Okay. No, they eat the same. Okay, so so I'm saying if you, if you get a better quality egg, better tasting egg, more protein, yep. and, and a duck egg, why wouldn't you do ducks as opposed to chickens? Yeah, some people just don't like ducks. Oh. Silly gooses. <laughs> but as Charlotte would say. Yeah. <laughs> but like you said, they've got personalities. Well, and the chickens eat the eat the ticks. I don't know. Do ducks eat ticks? Ducks, yep. Ducks will forage oh. for bugs as well. Yep. Well, there you go. There's actually some duck breeds. So like Indian runners, um, they're a center duck breed. They stand up really upright. Indian runners were actually genetically bred and um, started in China in the rice paddies. Um, so they were actually bred for eating eating bugs as a bug control. So what? a lot of countries will use uh, will use more ducks um, for grub bugs control in, in their rice paddies, in their orchards, than a chicken. Why the hell do you know this stuff? Without <laughs> 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 even a thought. Uh, wow. Just, yeah, well, of yeah. course. I am you know, that yeah. Good. God. yeah, I've done a lot of research on ducks and, and their food and proper foods for them. And um, the, if you ever want to learn anything of like proper food for stuff, you typically look outside of the United States um, because we know nothing here compared to other countries and, and health and quality of food and everything. So that's just how I learned it because I love my Indian runner ducks. They're probably one of my favorite breeds outside of my Welsh harlequins. Um, so then when I did research on, on the runners and what their proper diet should be, um, that's how I learned about how they were started in, in China for uh, the rice paddy crops. So they can go in because they put all the, with all the water, they can go in with the water and they'll just eat the bugs and they don't care about anything else. How's your little girl like the ducks? Oh, they both love them. Do it really? Oh, yeah. They okay. love them. Okay. Are they, yep. they more ducks than chicken? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, just like mom. I get it. Yep, okay. Absolutely. All right. Raise them right. All right. Well, Jess, always a pleasure, and we'll send people down to see you, and you can talk ducks with Jess. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, kiddo. Thanks, guys. All right. Henniker Farm and Country Store, Route 114 North in Henniker. Go see Jess. Talk about ducks and feeding ducks and feeding chickens and ticks and why they stand up on their hind legs and rice patties in China. I don't know. Ask her. 9.30 is the time. We'll be back. Welcome in one of the bad boys for life, Deputy U.S. Marshal, Jeff White. How are you, Jeff? Good morning. Good morning, Peter. How are you? Living the dream. Uh, I think that's a lie again. Yeah. Every week. <laughs> hey, you know, I don't want to wake up. That's all. Yeah, most of us don't. You know, just kind of sleep through and just enjoy it. You know, it'll be all right. Oh, yeah. We've earned, we've earned that, haven't we? Absolutely. Hey, before we get to the future of the week, um, we, we did the uh, amended... Uh, update 
um, on the uh, uh, previous uh, Fugitive of the Week, now offering a $500 reward. What, uh, what, wh- why that? Well, Mr. Stevens, he was, he was getting a lot of attention from the Fugitive of the Week. We got some tips, but I think uh, at this time we just thought it would be best to offer up a little bit more motivation. Uh, you know, as you know, he was marked armed and dangerous with the violent tendencies. Uh, we do have some pretty strong information that he is carrying a firearm, does not want to go back to jail, and uh, will run from law enforcement. So I, I think it's best to get that extra motivation out there to get some information that can hopefully help us lead to a quick and safe arrest of Mr. Stevenson or a surrender. Whatever it takes to motivate him to uh, get himself in jail or get somebody to drop a dime, that's, that's what we need. That's what we want. We want to get this done as safe and as quick as possible. Makes sense. Um, and again, it's still anonymous, right? Absolutely still anonymous. This isn't something that you uh, ever need to worry about going to have to testify about, you know, where he is or testify against him in court. We don't need to put your name in any reports. Uh, we will need your information to pay you, but uh, be assured that goes into a confidential file and will not go in any arrest reports or need to testify. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, we'll see, uh, see if that... Um provides some uh, impetus for you yeah that's what i'm hoping as well and uh you know we also have uh the other hold on a second i've got some alarm ringing here but oh telling me the radio show that's good good to have the alarm set (laughs) (laughs) but uh but uh we we do have an arrest report that was uh zachary sutton he was uh, if you recall we had featured him back on april 20th he was uh, wanted by Stratford County for several counts of assault. He had uh, an assault on a child, uh, on two children, one by strangulation and one uh, by physical force. Uh, he was arrested, interestingly enough, at a family member's home in Berwick. Uh, he had tried to kick the door in, and the family members contacted law enforcement in Berwick. They responded. He ran into the woods and was eventually apprehended. So he ended up spending some time over in York County before being returned over to Stratford County to face these charges. So, again, that all could have been avoided had he just done the right thing and turned himself in. Could have gone right to Stratford County Jail, gone to Stratford County Court, and, you know, you turn yourself in, there's a good chance you get right back out. Instead, he definitely delayed that process by doing what he did. Wow. Well, congratulations. Uh, another one off the street. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we're happy about that. And, uh, you know, it's one way or the other, we had worked pretty uh, pretty well with Berwick and Portsmouth PD and a bunch of other PDs on that case, so it wasn't uh, for the lack of our trying. And I think by us working with all these PDs so closely, they're very well aware of who we're looking for. So they knew he was wanted, and they had all that information. They had his photographs. They had the poster. Uh, so they were able to act quickly and, you know, track him down. So that was uh, very helpful to us. When you, when you work with uh, some of these local PDs, um, did you uh, find that some of the some of the officers you work in close contact with say, "Hey, you know, I really like the marshal service. I I'd like to come to work for you guys." There are definitely some that we poach. Uh, we, we give them the information. Hey, this is how you uh, get started in the process. It's not a quick and easy process. It's not one of those. Hey, we put an ad in the paper and then next week you're hired. It's a very lengthy process that can take anywhere from a year to three to five years. I've heard some people taking to get through the process. So. Uh, it's a hard job to get, uh, but once you're in, it, it's for me, it's one of the most rewarding career choices I could have ever made, and I'm happy doing what I'm doing. So I, I think it's a great opportunity. Uh, you know, it's a, the money's there. You're not working, you know, definitely Monday through Friday. You're not doing shift work and holidays. There, there's a lot of benefits to uh, federal law enforcement over state and local, but 
but at the same time, state and local has its benefits too. So we we like working with them, and like I said, we we often poach uh, a lot of the local and state law enforcement and county law enforcement. Uh, majority of us did work local law enforcement before, so hmm. it's a good transition. Well, come on, you said it's hard to get in. Come on, you got Brandon there. I know. Well, sometimes they. they there were some desperate years when they would take anybody. Okay. All right. uh, you know, yeah, they, I think he got a lot of waivers or something. Yeah. We probably passed up a couple of first round draft picks for a future pick. <laughs> Somehow we got hit, you know, right. he was head of the cheerleading squad. Yeah, there so you there go. Was some benefit to it. I'm not sure. Okay, fine. But, wow. But we love to have him anyway. He's fun. He's entertaining. Well, like you said, once you're in, you're in. So you can't get rid of him now. I know, that's the hard part. Jeez, what can we do? <laughs> I know. We'll work on that. Can you help us? Uh, yeah, actually, we'll talk. Um, who, are we looking oh, for, good. who are we looking for this week? This week we're looking for Jose Hiram Martinez-Rolon. He is one of the federal arrest warrant for supervised release violations. His original charge was conspiracy to possess with intent to distribute controlled substances. That was being uh, fentanyl back in the day. Uh He's been out for a little while. He was living and working in Manchester. Don't exactly know where he is or where he's currently working because he is in violation, not reporting to his probation officer like he's supposed to, and probably a bunch of other things. He's only 30 years old, five foot seven, 180 pounds, has brown eyes and black hair. On his right forearm, he has a tattoo of a clown face, and on his right hand, he has a black rose, which I did include a photo on the poster to try to give you an idea of the size and scope and where it is. Uh, but hoping somebody recognizes uh, Mr. Martinez and can give us a call. He has used the alias uh, in Spanish, Ardia, which is squirrel in the past. So I guess we're just looking for a crazy squirrel down in Manchester, and hopefully somebody has that information. Wow. Okay. That's uh, interesting. Wow. Crazy squirrel. All right. Uh, who's the case agent? Case agent on this is uh, Deputy U.S. Marshal Goffin, and he can be reached at the main number at 603-225-1632, or as always, go right on the poster, click on the link that says Web Tip. That'll send us an anonymous email, or you can text the word NHTIP, followed by any information to the phone number, TIP411. Again, completely anonymous, just like in the other case with the Stevenson case. We don't have a reward posted for this gentleman, uh, but, you know, the information's anonymous. You don't need to testify. We're not going to put your name in any report. We just need help tracking him down, getting him back and forth uh, in front of a federal judge, so he can uh, face the consequences. There you go, and you can go to uh, WNTK's Facebook page. You can eyeball Jose Hiram Martinez Rolon, and uh, you can see the uh, black rose tat on the arm. Uh, if that will, it's distinctive enough, so um, maybe that will help. And any information you could provide would be appreciated. So we'll see what we can do to help you along, Jeff. I'm looking forward to some success stories for next week, and uh, I'll stay positive, and hopefully it happens. There you go. Thanks, my friend. See ya. <laughs> Thank you so much. For All right. Care. Bye-bye. 942 is the time. It's always like old home day with Jess and Jeff, you know? <laughs> yes, it is. Man, I love it. Yes. 17 to the west of 10 o'clock. Taking a break. Back with more.
48, 12 to the west, 10 o'clock. And it was on this date, May 4th, 2008. Thieves broke into the childhood home of Motown star Martha Reeves. Martha Reeves and the Vandellos. Sure. Yep. Stole about a million dollars worth of uninsured recording equipment, oh. including speakers, microphones, and karaoke machines. Suspect was arrested at his home later in the day after he tried to sell the goods to a pawn shop for $400. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, there's a rocket scientist yes, for you. Yes, yes, Got a million dollars worth, worth of, of equipment. Give it to you for 400 bucks. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh. $400. Not a businessman. Wow. Wow. And I'm sure the, uh, the pawn shop guy's going to give you two. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> hey, I got to make some money on this yeah, deal. Exactly. You know, this oh, stuff's hot. My Give me a goodness. break. Yeah. Wow. I just, I mean, I'm not a math whiz, but the disparity in those numbers. I think there's are stark. quite a yeah. margin there. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> Donald Trump got a cease and desist on this date, May fourth, 2016. Uh, his presidential campaign played the song "Start Me Up." Uh-huh. Rolling Stones said, hey, stop using my music. Uh, Can't do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta I don't ask care what permission. you're running for, Jack. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Oops. He, he got a cease and desist. Okay. And the Donald, you're fired. Yeah, well, yeah. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not so much. Yeah, it probably yeah. Didn't, didn't work that much. But, um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, uh, ABBA. Yeah. Number one, 1974 on the state. Waterloo. Okay. Did you ever get into ABBA? I mean, it wasn't a big, I don't know. It wasn't one of my, because so many of their songs sound the same. Yeah. I was Dancing Queen. I mean, there's no genius in Dancing yeah, Queen. Oh, you're back to the AABB rhyme scheme? Well, kind of. <laughs> yeah. And that's their name, really. Mm-hmm. ABBA. <laughs> well, Anna, Benny, Bjorn, and Anna Fridia. Yeah. That's where the ABBA came from. Yeah, so. a little easier to say ABBA. Yeah. But yeah, not a lot of uh, deep, thought-provoking lyrics there. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what was deep and thought-provoking. Yes. Seriously. Okay. On the state, 1970. Okay. Four students at Kent State University were killed, 11 wounded by National Guard troops at a campus demonstration protesting the escalation of the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. The incident inspired a song. And it was a top song. It was a hit. Remember? Oh, I don't know. No, no, that was good guess, but no. Okay. No. Crosby, Stills, Nash, Ohio. Oh. They did Four Dead in Ohio. Yes. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. That's gotcha. What gotcha. It was all about Kent State oh, and the students that died on the state. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yep. So that's, that's, uh, that's dropping it. some good trivia knowledge on us. Well, yeah. Um, hmm. Not that that event was trivial. No, oh, but it's gosh. interesting to know, yeah, where yeah. some of the lines that we sing mindlessly come yep. from. Yep, oh, uh. interesting. Um, and uh, the song Woodstock. Mm-hmm. Okay, Joni Mitchell. Okay, did the song Woodstock. Mm-hmm. She wasn't at Woodstock. <laughs> uh, she was supposed to go to Woodstock, but her agent said, "I can get you on the Dick Cavett show." Okay, and she passed. And Being she, at Woodstock. So oh. what she was doing is she was sitting in the hotel room, waiting to go on the TV show, watching the television footage of Woodstock, she wrote the song about what was happening in Woodstock from what she from saw TV. on the TV. <laughs> there you yeah, go. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, it worked. Some so smoke she, and mirrors she there. Was, she was bummed. 
Yeah, yeah, in retrospect, like, oops. Yeah, I missed Mm. a big one here. Uh, Red Sox won yesterday. Yay. Uh, Swamped the Angels for nothing. Woo-woo. Going to try and do it again tonight. 710 first pitch. You can hear all the action on News Talk 99.7 WNTK. AM 1490 FM 98.9 WUVR. Thank you to uh, some of our many Red Sox sponsors making it all happen. Uh, HP Roofing, White River Junction, Bubba's Bar and Grill in Newbury. Key Chevrolet, White River Junction, uh, Stiefel Nicholas in New London, LaValle Building Supply in Claremont, Newport, West Lebanon, Estate Wildlife Control in Canaan, uh, Loves Bedding and Furniture in Claremont, Yastramski Electrical Services and Emergency Power Systems of Kentucky, and the Lumber Barn in Bradford, just some of our many fine sponsors. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, uh, yeah, again, uh, Red Sox uh, tonight, uh, first pitch at 710, um, and then tomorrow... A 135 game. Mm-hmm. I know you like this. I love those. Yep. 135, that's not 134. No, no, no. You'll be waiting a minute. Yeah, you're kind of. And not 136. You will have missed the first minute. So tune in at 135. Um, let me see a show of hands. Who, who really cares what Bill Gates thinks? Mm. Yeah. Crickets. Bueller. Yeah. yeah. Bueller. Yeah. Even the studio, the live studio yeah. audience is not raising their hand. Bill Gates claims it's quite clear that coronavirus originated in bats and dismissed <laughs> the lab leak theory. Who cares? I'm not sure that that's the part of it that we're dealing with now. I'm not sure that that's the, the, the part that we're concerned with at this point. Okay, now, now here's, here's the other thing which I find yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Gates appeared on Comedy Central's The Daily Show to discuss his new book, how to prevent the next pandemic. So you're on Comedy Central. <laughs> Hard hitting news. Yeah. Coming out of Comedy Central yeah, right here's there. Your, here's yeah. your breaking news sound yeah. with Jeannie. No, it's a one thing. I think we can't do it in chorus. And so, so, and, and he was on with Trevor Noah and, and, Noah said, I found myself reading the book and I was fascinated when I was going like, shouldn't we also be interested in how the pandemic came to be? Like it's still shrouded in so much mystery. It's like, how do we prevent something where we don't even understand how it came to be? And Gates responded by turning the focus to the spread of disease from animals, arguing that coronavirus is no different than other diseases that started uh, from chimpanzees. He said, well, now think carefully about lab safety. It's clear in this case, it came through animals. And almost all of our diseases like HIV crossed over from chimps in Africa quite some time ago. Ebola came from bats. This one came from bats as well. I'm like, okay, in contrast with Gates's claim, a growing number of scientists worldwide are giving more consideration to the theory it originated in a Hunan, China lab before somehow escaping. Mm-hmm. According to a report, the British government believes the lab theory to be the most likely explanation. And oh, by the way, no animal has been yet to be found carrying the coronavirus despite <laughs> massive testing by investigators from the World Health Organization in China in the area thought to be where the outbreak first started. So, Bill. Did the scientists forget to check in with Bill Gates? They may have, yeah, not included him well, in their That's probably when he research. was making his decisions. That was he was hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. And he said, you know, that was, a, I, I met with a guy once. That was a, a lack of judgment on my part. Well, your ex-wife said it was like six times mm-hmm. that you were flying down to Little St. James. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. <laughs> You're loving that namesake, aren't yeah, you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, Bill, you're clearly out of step. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, your wife went, I'm sorry, your ex-wife went, see ya. 
Um, uh, you had to hang out with Jeffrey. Uh huh. Now you're swimming upstream, uh, saying, no, it's from animals. <sighs> Hasn't been found in any animals. Yeah. All uh, the scientists are saying otherwise. Yeah. But... And you show up on Comedy Central to talk about your new book. <laughs> Do you see the irony there, Bill? There's a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Again, these people are not like us. No. And I thank my lucky yeah, stars. I'm pretty glad. I'm okay with yeah, that. I, just, I rest in that wow. fact. Wow. Yeah. I, I just don't get it. Nope. Do not get it. Oh, gosh. But the, these people, that <laughs> these jillionaires, uh, or gazillionaires, as Jess calls them, uh, that, that pontificate to you know the great unwashed like us. On areas that are not their expertise. I mean, well, that, that's what I'm saying. I, you know, we respect. It's just like when an actor will get out there and yeah. uh, put forward their political views. Okay, we admire your acting ability. Yep. We think maybe you're talented in this role. That does not translate to we feel like you're genius in every assessment of your political values. Yep. Um, let me give you four words. Shut up and act. <laughs> there you go. Okay, that's all I care but about. Same thing. Stay in your area of expertise. Yep. yep. And, and again, um, you know, um, Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you're an athlete. Right. I want to watch the damn football game. Exactly. I don't care about your little causes. Mm-hmm. Do it not at the stadium. You want to do it off season? Knock yourself out. I'm right. not showing up. Right. But to sit there and uh, now making it a reflection on your opinions. Right. No. Right. No, just play the damn game. Right. Okay. We're here to watch you play ball. That's it, man. Okay. Because you're an entertainer. That's all you are. Yes. You're a distraction from real life. I get to watch a football game. Right. Shut up and play. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Don't confuse the two. Nope. Forward. Shut up and play. Shut up and act. Simple. (laughs) There you go. Or in uh, what's her name? Greta Thunberg. Shut up and go to school. Um, 9.58 is the time. Dow's up 137.16 right now. Woo woo. Um, it's at 33,000. I love the woo-woos after it's worth it just for that. I All right. I figured I'd sneak that yeah, in. That was pretty good. Uh, but no, hey, it's, it's okay. We'll take it. Um, but yeah, up uh, up 137 from, mm-hmm. from the opening bell. So uh, we'll see what uh, the Fed has to say today and see if that will uh, keep on going up. But anyway, uh, so join us with the Red Sox uh, tonight, 710. And I guess and we'll... And probably the rain will have stopped. Um. It's not going to rain in Fenway. <laughs> Why is it not going to rain in Fenway? I don't know. <laughs> you said it so mysteriously like there's some weird kind of phenomenon over Fenway that it's, prevents rain. It's from the animals. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Peter St. James I'm listening to says, Bill Gates. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Wow. <laughs> uh, I, hopefully there will not be a rain delay. Yeah, but um, if there's rain tomorrow, Jeannie and I will still be here. Yeah, we will. Woo-woo. We come too. Breaking news. Woo woo woo. This just in. Oh gosh. <laughs> we gotta go. She serves them whiskey and wine. They say the same brand You're a fine girl. What a good wife you would be. Such a fine girl. Yeah, your eyes could steal a sailor from the sea. Brandy wears a braided chain made of finest silk.